views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Hey, everybody, welcome. It is so great to have you joining us, tuning us in and turning us on. I love this. I get to talk to an amazing, an amazing person. Glenna Rice is joining us here today because one of the things that I love is talking about what the questionable parent is all about. This is what she's kind of known as, right? But why is that? You know, what is it about her life? What is it about, you know, the work that she does in the world? And by the way, for those of you that know this about her already, you know, she's been traveling from country to country because what she does is she helps all of us learn what it means to live in the world of unlimited possibilities. And that is part of, you know, being part of the Access Consciousness team uh, and being a parent herself. And so today, we're going to talk with her about many, many things. But most importantly, you know, what if you didn't make your children wrong for not doing what you expect of them? What if you didn't make your children wrong for not doing what you expect of them? This is an hour show and about a 10-hour conversation. But Glenna is beautiful at what she does. And before we, talk, before we get into that, I want to ask you, Glenna, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Pat. It's always wonderful to do these shows with you. Well, I want to start out with a different question. I, uh, Glenna Rice, everyone, I want to start out with a question about you for a minute, if we could chat. Um, okay. I, I have introduced you many, many times, and I've gone through, and I've talked about you and your life and what you've done, but you have been as well through some trials, some tribulations. I said you're our mother of three, um, and I didn't really elaborate on that. So here's what I'd like to do before we kick this off. I want to ask you to talk a little bit about how your life literally is changing and evolving today and how it's different than when you and I first met. And the reason I want to ask you about that, because I was sitting here looking at all of the things you're doing. I was looking at, you know, the the Access Possibility School, and I am just in awe about the way things are burgeoning up and expanding. And I wanted to hear this from you. Because it used to be when you and I talked, your children were younger. I think they're like a bit older now, and they're out of the world. So tell us a little bit about you, how your life has changed, and what it is you get the most joy from in the world today. 
Oh, wow, that's a great question. Um, so I'm trying to think of how long ago we met. It's been about three years, I think, that it's we've been, been doing this. Right. So, yeah, I think this is the third year. So, um, well, the thing about these tools that I'm always talking about, the what else is possible and, you know, what if I could change this and how can I change that, this, when, and, you know, what's possible in a life I've never even considered or imagined being using those tools and being the energy of those tools, that's what shows up, is your life is always expanding. Greater things are showing up all the time. Like, how does it get even better than this is one of the tools that I give all the time. Because when something shows up that's not working, you ask that question. And when something shows up that is working, you ask the question. So you're always creating your life better. Yeah, and my kids are older. They're still all at home. I can't say that there's less... um, to do with them as they're going into the teen years and before that because it all starts to change and these questions allow that to change with ease and I've got one in college one graduating from high school and one in middle school so the my world is different with what's required of me and that's another question I'm always asking as a parent like what's required here uh-huh. what do my children actually require of me so I can always change my point of view about what I thought was required last year into what's actually required this year. What that creates is more ease in my life because I'm not doing unnecessary things that they don't even want me to do. And I'm able to contribute to things that they actually will receive from me, which is much, much easier as a parent. But I've also started creating like this new workshop I just taught this weekend um, that I taught on bodies and horses doing some of the body work that I've learned as a physical therapist and through my years working with this amazing woman, Susie Godsey, who's been working with animals and access for uh, probably 10 or 12 years. And we created this class called the SE Extravaganza. SE is Energetic Synthesis of Structural Embodiment. And it was probably one of the most fabulous classes I've taught so far. So things just keep expanding. Um, my business is expanding. My life, I mean, I'm... my body's still doing amazing, you know, as I go on, I keep feeling younger as I'm getting more years behind me, um, I could go on. <laughs> well, and this is really what I, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because mm-hmm. it seems like the people that that we're traveling this journey with, you know, those of us here on the Dr. Pacho Transformation Talk Radio, and the many people that we're meeting are in this zone, and last time you were on, you know, we had, I think we had on uh, Gary, right? We had, we talked about the school and Gary was on. And I was also really struck by how things are manifesting and coming together in a a lightning speed. And, you know, when we talked about this, we talk about having a dream, doing this, doing that. And people have this sense, Glenna, and this is why I wanted to talk with you about it, it, because Mm -hmm. it does have to do with the topic. People have a sense that if we go through change and transformation, it has to take an eternity. And I'm just, I'm not seeing that for some people. No, and you know, there's questions that I've asked, like the the body work, this essay class was something that I was asking to create quite a few years ago. That's now coming into, starting, it's actualizing. But it's always been this ongoing way. I've been a question with that without a point of view or an expectation of what it should look like, and it's showing up in a completely different way than I would have imagined. And the access schools that we talked about in the last show, you know, Gary had been wanting to create these for quite a long time, and it's been little steps here and there that have created a huge change. There was a school in Australia that didn't quite work out because people couldn't get there. And now that the Internet possibilities 
and you can have online schools that blossomed into this other way they are with the changes in the internet just in the last few years, that it's a possibility to do it in a way they hadn't considered years ago so we can actually reach kids all over the world to put these schools together. So sometimes it takes a moment for the universe, you know, to contribute to the question you're asking and put everything in place. And if you don't have a projection out there about when and how it should show up, and you're not expecting it to look a certain way, you can receive all the ways it's going to show up differently, it will it always turn out greater than you would have imagined if you were expecting them to look a certain way. I mean, that's what I find all the time with the things that I'm asking for. Um, and they may not show up instantly, but they don't take an eternity, and you can always kind of check in. Is this, yeah. is this, is this being created? Is this something, you know, are my questions, what else can I contribute to my questions, the things that I'm asking for? And how is that going to look? You know, my the different contributions and always staying in a question with it. Um, yeah. And then you, yeah. then you don't feel like it's gone and it's taking eternity because you're always creating it, even if you're not doing anything directly for it every single day. It's still there. Exactly. And sometimes don't you find that, you know, part of this in the change and transformation and the doing is having to just be with the idea for a while. I don't know about you, but I will tell you that, you know, there have been times along this 13-year radio journey where I've doubted myself, I've second-guessed myself. It's certainly not the space I'm in today, but I've gone through a number of this. And you mentioned something about the body. You know, for me, it showed up in my body and it showed a doubt shows up in some seriously sickness in the body. I don't know about you, Glenna, but that whole arena of doubt and fear that can manifest in the body in some like clearly bizarre ways. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that kind of stress and doubt and making yourself wrong. I mean, that's all put on in the body and the body kind of responds to the way we're being in so many different ways. So yeah, just someone saying, I'm sick of this. Oh, I'm sick of my job, or I'm sick of taking the kids to school, or whatever they're sick of during their day. That, I mean, most people that catch a cold probably said that a couple days before. I mean, I can usually ask someone if they're starting to get cold and flu symptoms, go, what are you sick of? And we'll uncreate and destroy all the stuff that they were sick of, and and it's showing up in the body. Because you're kind of asking the body to be sick, because you're sick of things. And it show, and that can just continue on and create even more havoc. Yeah. And so let's take a listen about this when we come back from break, about how these feelings, these judgments, these projections, these expectations, not only wear on ourselves, but then how do we transfer them to our children? You know, how do we have this idea of expectation, relentless you know, judgments about ourselves and our lives. Now we project them on the people that are closest to us. So what if you didn't make your children wrong for not doing what you expect of them? And you know why I like this conversation? Because this is one of these ageless conversations. This is not about whether or not you're around a two-year-old like I was around this weekend, right? And the fact that, oh my gosh, he didn't exactly run in a diamond shape to run about the bases. But by the time he he crossed that invisible home, I was the one huffing and puffing for air. Uh, it's about any age, like our children when they grow up. You know, why is it they don't want to go to college? Why is it maybe they do want a job? Why is it they're not going in a field we think? How about that boyfriend or girlfriend that they may want to hang out with 
all of the above. Why? Glenna Rice is in the house. Thank goodness she's taking this one on. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with the show. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basili is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life-affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. This inspiring show will help you never feel helpless in life or love ever again. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Glenna Rice is in the house. And please make sure you go visit GlennaRice.com. You can find out a lot about Glenna. But we're also going to tell you uh, about where she's going to be here in a minute. Um, Glenna, why don't we take a minute to tell folks exactly what you're up to and really talk about, you know, what we're doing with this energetic synthesis of structural embodiment. I love that. I love that. It's got a little acronym, too. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, it's just, it's a combination of it's all the access tools and how I've been using them with the body work that I've been doing on people in my physical therapy practice in private sessions for years. And I've taught it a few times here and there, but it's really come together in this 
amazing class that um, this woman I was mentioning, Susie Godsey, has been doing with animals for the past few years, and now we're coming together, and I'll be teaching the SE class for bodies, and then we'll do the class together, and she teaches it on horses. So the first official access SE class for bodies is going to be in Denver, Colorado, October um, 3rd and 4th, and I'm, it's a two-day class. Uh, there's one prerequisite, the access bars class. So if you're interested in this, find a practitioner in the area that's teaching bars, so you can come and get this amazing work on your body. Incredible, incredible work for releasing um, restrictions and limitations in your connective tissue and the fascial system. Um, and you don't need to have a body work background to do this class. So if you do, this is going to change your practice right away. Um, but we'll, we'll, we're going to, people learn it really quickly with the way we're teaching it and with the tools. So it's, it's fabulous. I'm so excited wow. about this class. <laughs> I'm so excited. So that's in October. Um, and then I'm doing some body classes, and I'm in India in a couple of weeks, and I have a class in Hawaii. So if you want to come into the Access Three Day Body class in September 14th, 15th, and 16th in on Maui, with the weather and the water and the energy of those islands, um, that's up on my website also. And then I'm in San Diego in November. And after that, we're putting up some more SE um, with the horses, this extravaganza class up to the year, but we're still trying to figure out our schedules right now. Mm. This is exciting, mm-hmm. and I love yeah. that it's so exciting. This is really why I wanted you to talk about this because I can hear the excitement. Sometimes what happens, we feel like we shouldn't grow, we shouldn't change, and then we transfer that to the people around us. I mean, just the idea of saying projections, expectations, disappointments, and and then putting the word children in the same sentence. Now, I don't know what it was like for you growing up, but clearly my folks had some expectations, some projections about what I was mm-hmm. to become. And, you know, right. my job was to make sure I got married by the time I hit 21 and perhaps just pop out a bunch of grandchildren. Okay, <laughs> that, I mean, that's the family I grew up in. Just saying right there. Yeah. No, no and a lot, not I, from the dark ages. So, no. Yeah. I had that same projection out there. It wasn't really, really loud. I was also supposed to, you know, there was a projection about college that wasn't really loud. Um, but that I would have children was definitely, you know, required of me, expected of me. It was projected on me. I remember my dad saying, um, telling me good jobs I could do that would give me time off so I could be a mother and have a job at this, you know, that would, I was, he was um, working in the pharmaceutical business running, um, he was managing stores and I, he was like, being a pharmacist would be good because you could have a part-time schedule and be a mother. Well, that was a projection that I was even going to do that and an expectation that I'd be married and have a good husband and all the other stuff that I actually bought into for quite a few years. I did 12 good years of that life and it wasn't my life. It didn't actually work for me. And the thing about projections and expectations that's crazy is what they do is that if you don't if they don't turn out the way people are expecting them to do and projecting out there, or you are doing it on yourself, is that what it does is it creates you separating from you, rejecting you, and judging you for not getting it right. But it's also impossible to get these right because they're an expectation and nothing ever shows up the way we expect it to. So it's just a huge formula to go into the wrongness of everything about you and everything about what you're projecting and expecting to show up. You make those things wrong, you make you wrong, and you make the people that you're projecting and expecting stuff on wrong also, or they make you wrong. 
So it's just this huge mess of wrongness and judgment we create. And then we reject the person, you separate from the person. You see that with teenagers all the time when you project on a teenager that they should um, do this thing in school or should go to this college, and then they go into their rebellion. They separate from you, they reject you as their parent, they don't listen to your advice anymore, and they start making you wrong. And at the same time, they're making themselves wrong because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's a right. big web of wrongness. It right. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me, I had a dog once, and I uh, love dogs, right? Love animals. But I had this dog once, and it was always try to chase its tail. And I could never understand, you know, how hard it was to chase the dog's tail. And so this dog was a bit, you know, a hairy dog, a collie, had a really long, hairy tail. And part of the problem with collie is that their tail is way shorter than the hair on them would, would you know, make you believe. And so it was always a constant challenge of how am I going to take my tail that's naturally flowing like Lassie. And in the end, it's just a matter of if I lay down, my tail is like right there. And we just, we end up running around, running around, running around in circles that we don't even understand after an expectation that I don't know about you, but I'm getting to the point now where I can't even remember what I've expected of you. I just know it wasn't my, it wasn't good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But children stay immobilized sometimes for years based right. on expectations and, and rejection, don't they, Glenna? They do. They, yeah, I mean, you can get so, like, it's almost like you're incarcerated into these projections and expectations from your parents or other people or teachers. Um, you know, the person that's, that's really, really good at math in school gets projected on that they should go into yeah. this area of work that's math-related it's projected and they're expected to do well on it and if they ever don't pass a test or don't do well they can miss one one problem on a test which they've been projected that they're a smart kid in class and go into the wrongs of them and beat themselves up and if they ever wanted to choose something different and go into art it's they're going to make that wrong instantly too and people mm-hmm. will be telling them no but you're really good at math you should be doing this other thing anytime you say the word should in any sentence about anything, you're doing a projection and expectation. So you can always catch yourself. You know, oh, they should be doing that. They should be cleaning their room. They should be doing more. You're doing projection and expectation. You've lost being the question. You're not asking, well, is this the time to do their homework? Do they need some help completing this in a different way? You know, or they, they should be good at math, or they should be doing going into the sciences. Well, you've just lost all the questions about actually work for that person what would actually contribute to their life and create more. Because when you're being without projections and expectations, the possibilities are endless of what you can create that would actually work for you. And it may very well be exactly what they're talking about, but because it's projected and expected of you, you're going to resist it. And you won't even choose things that look exactly the same from a place of joy because it comes from this other energy that stops what's possible. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I want to ask you a question about this idea of of looking at possibilities. Someone said, I heard something, we were out the other day and I was doing some grocery shopping, really benign, right? And I this this woman turned to, I guess it was her husband, and just turned and looked at him and said something like, you know, who died and left you Judge Judy? And it was like, not even who died and left you boss. It was like, now, if you don't know who Judge Judy is, 
besides being one of the wealthiest women around these days, she has a style. She has an edge. She brings new meaning to the whole word judge. But how often do we sound like that to each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's never a fun energy to have. When you're doing it to other people or when it's coming at you, it's never a fun energy. The thing is, you're not going to stop people projecting and expecting stuff of you. That that's just the way people function in this reality. Our parents were, you know, trained to function that way. So what you what what's required is that you have it's just an interesting point of view that they do that. They can go ahead and project all they want and expect me to be who I want. I'm not going to take that on as a real reality in my world. I'm not going to start judging, separating, rejecting me because I'm not. I'm not going to fight them and resist and react to it. It's like oh, that's an interesting point of view they have that they think I should get married and have kids. That's interesting. What am I going to choose? Not, it's what you don't want it to stick you and stop you from being you. And then you can start creating, um, start changing this for yourself also by just catching yourself when you're doing this. It's so insidious. It's really insidious. There is a really um, awesome clearing we can give people that they can run all the time. I've been running this on myself a lot because even other places I didn't even know I was doing this. But you can just say, how many projections and expectations am I using to create the separation, judgment, and rejection of me I am choosing? And then everything bad is you want to uncreate and destroy it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And if you're wondering what I just said, you can go to um, theclearingstatement.com and it's all explained on there. It's one of the access tools that kind of is a big cosmic vacuum cleaner that sucks all this stuff out of our universe that we don't want anymore. Yeah, and what we're going to do later on in the show, we're going to do a lot of clearing. What I want to say to yeah. folks right now, and this is what I love about Glenna, if, are you feeling judged? Are you feeling that you do judge? If you're feeling judged, you know it feels heavy. I know it feels heavy. And, you know, part of this is energetic, Glenna, and I want to talk about this when we come mm-hmm. back. You know, it's what is what do these projections energetically feel like? And what does it mean when you say, does this feel light or does this feel heavy? But if you are out there and you are feeling weighed down by some form of judgment you're sensing or are in that place of judgment yourself and want to get some help and want to get some clearing, you've come to the right place. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. What happens when we have projection and expectations, and how does it relate to separating, rejecting, and judging ourselves? What goes on within ourselves that clearly has an impact and effect, not just on our inner workings, but on us energetically? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. But if you close your eyes... Are you ready to thread your life with intuition? Intuit Apparel can help you do just that. This is not just about a piece of clothing. This is about a movement, an awakening, and staying centered in life. Your life. Intuitive and host of the radio show, Get Into It, Lynn Brown, was given this image with the intention of a clothing line designed to represent the essence of life itself. Visit IntuitApparel.com now and wear your intuition with pride. 
Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. Artie Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877-ANGEL-02. And visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. My dream is to end homelessness. My passion is living a green life. My dream is to end poverty. My passion is volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer. My dream is to leave a better world for my children. We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basile is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world. To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. For more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com, but most importantly, go to transformationtalkradio.com. And certainly, if you want to find about, out more about Galena, amazing work that she's doing in the world, known as the questionable parent, you can certainly go to glennarice.com. That's glennarice.com. Uh, and for those of you out there, we want to make sure that you go and look at the events and the places she's going to be. She's got access three-day body classes with her. You get to work with her, whether you're going to be in Maui and hearing this or San Diego or wherever it is. She literally travels the world uh, bringing this message of uh, you know what I like to think about beyond expectation, beyond inspiration, but transformation ways for us to change our lives and doing it by giving us tools. What I love about this, Glenna, is, and I got to reflect upon, you know, the time, the three years that we've, this isn't just about a conversation. You always leave us with tools. You always leave us with something that we can implement and use today. And sometimes that works. But other times we've got so much embedded in ourselves, in our bodies, that we just can't do it alone. And I think that's what we're talking about here today. You know, these projection and expectations, they become embedded in our consciousness. So I would love yeah. for you to talk a little bit about what you've discovered on, along the way to clearing some of these out. Hmm. 
Yeah, like I was saying, they're just they they they're insidious. They're everywhere. I was just um, you were talking about this young a two year old at the break um, that you had hung out with this weekend. I think you said, and I remembered um, when I first moved to Boston with my son, who was like thirteen months old at the time, and he had like two words he said at the time, and. I just thought he was the most amazing, smart, wonderful boy in the entire planet. And I had projected on him about how smart he was. Now, he is really smart and always has been, you know, he was in genius programs and all sorts of stuff. That is how he shows up in the world. So I was aware of that, but I had projected out there that he was advanced and amazing, and I was expecting that people would see that about him. We showed up in a, we shared, Nanny shared with a young boy who was like three weeks younger than him met this little boy who had who could actually spell like he would open up a book and go r-e-d red and had a whole huge vocabulary of words was quite advanced physically way off the scales in a bunch of different ways and i started judging this little boy judging my son subtly and then but what really happened is I started judging myself because the projections and expectations that you put on when they don't show up create you judging you. So I started judging that, oh my gosh, I'm not a good mother. I haven't been um, teaching my son how to read yet. I haven't been, you know, he's not learning all of his numbers on the refrigerator magnets that the kids had on the wall. I'm not doing all those things you're supposed to be doing or should be doing, which is a total projection on my, you know, 13-month-old boy. Um, and it was it was like instantaneous when I saw the other boy and what he could do. So these things show up in a whole bunch of different ways, and you catch yourself judging your you judge you incredibly, and separate and reject you and what you've been creating when you go into these. So I just the, what we'll start doing immediately as parents, and I am sure my son picked all that stuff. They had a very these two little boys had a very interesting relationship. The little boy was always a little bit of a bully with my son and how much that my son was picking up the projections and expectations that I'd been putting on him and the wrongness. It's like looking back, what, 20 years now? He's 21 now. Um, just a little curiosity about what that was, that was creating that I wasn't aware of at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because I've often thought about what the impact was on me and I shared this, uh, you know, with you, the impact on me and my fifth birthday. You know, mo- most young girls on their fifth birthday, you know, what are the, what's happening? They're going out there and they're getting dolls and they're getting this. I got boxing gloves and a double holster with two silver that. guns, right? Uh, yeah. And I share with you, I later found out that these were like suit, these were real boxing gloves because my uncles actually were in the let's say the boxing business. I don't know how, how else to say it. Um, but they were real boxing gloves and I slept with them and I stayed with them. How do things like that and other things we do sculpt or shape or, you know what I'm saying? W- what is the yeah. impact on that? And, you know, I'm talking about something physical, but I also think that things we do emotionally uh, have even a greater effect. And I would love for you to talk about that from a subconscious level. For people, yeah. Well, well, that feels like such a creation of possibilities, right? And so, so going, you know, getting boxing gloves, giving like, yeah. I'm just curious, what your uncles were like? They they went so far out of the box to give a little girl boxing gloves, right? Back, you know, even thirty years ago, twenty years ago, that would have been right. really outside the box. Um, <laughs> that what are we going to give 
<laughs> and what they what they were creating for your future is a possibility because the projections and expectations that would have been on you at the time would have been that you should have gotten a pretty dress and a doll and had some girls over and do that kind of a thing and you got something so like how many projections and expectations did that actually destroy in your university you had more possibilities yeah going forward. well yeah I mean for me I not only got the gloves but I got the lessons and so how did that shape who I am today? And what I believe is there was a message that was embedded in me as a five-year-old. And mm -hmm. it wasn't a message of violence. Certainly that wasn't it. I wasn't hitting anybody. They, got, they actually got me one of these boxing, uh, what do you call them? The boxing bag with the thing on it that yeah. you hit? Yeah. yeah so, uh, so for me, I just got a sense of being around my uncles that, you know, there is this way to really fight through many of life's challenges and obstacles. And I have to tell you that I think it did shape me in that way. I mean, at five, I didn't know I'd be homeless at 17. You know what I mean? Right. And right. so what did I learn at five with those boxing gloves that perhaps helped me uh, later on in life? And that's what I think you're talking about. You know, you're helping people cultivate a part of themselves that either was wounded or waiting to emerge. And isn't yeah. that really what this is about? Let's clear some of the sludge and let's look at possibilities, right? Right. So, I, I mean, it gave you a possibility to be in a totally different way that wouldn't have never been expected of a five-year-old girl. That mm. would have never. And there was joy in it. I mean, if you, you also received them. I know that I gave my son a doll for one birthday or Christmas or something when I was pregnant with his sister because I thought, oh, we can play dolls while I'm when I have the new baby, wouldn't that be fun? Projection. And he opened that box up, looked at the doll, and threw it over his shoulder. Like, what are you doing, Mom? I am never going there. So there was this, you know, to be open to what our children would actually receive that's outside of the box of what we expect of them or what this reality expects. And see if they'll, you know, choose it. Like, you, you didn't have to choose the boxing gloves, but somewhere that was joyful for you. Totally. So yeah. ask me yeah. if I have boxing gloves today. Do you have boxing gloves? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, thank goodness. I, You know, I, I'm not spending tens of thousands of dollars on therapy because I've learned from you if it feels light, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> right? But there's yeah. something about that that we learn, each of us and our children are so vulnerable. I mean, imagine me as a five-year-old, even though my nickname was Pat the Brat, okay? I'm just saying that. But imagine me as a five-year-old, right? And how often in our lives do we have judgments, do we have reservations, do we have our projections on our kids all throughout their lives? And, and you know, what is it that you've learned from helping parents and children alike clear some of this and remove it? What happens, Glenna, when they do that? What happens, what really happens is that they are allowed to be them. They're allowed to choose the things that work for them. This totally stops that. They don't, the separation and judgment and rejection of them doesn't occur when you don't put this on them, when you allow them to choose what works for them and stay in the question. When, you know, a little girl chooses boxing gloves or a little boy changes a doll, chooses to play with a doll when they're young or, you know, a kid that you thought was um, destined to be an engineer chooses their, changes their major and goes to art school. They have the ability to do that with so much more ease when we're not, when this other stuff isn't in the way. 
when they're not buying them is real. They're not resisting these projections and expectations that are put on them. And if you're not creating them, there's more choice for them to be. And when you choose the things that actually work for you, like I can see you as a little girl boxing and how fun that was. You create way more joy in your life, which creates more joy for everybody around you. But, and this is really, you know, this is why we're having this conversation, because here we are today, right? And we're we're looking at these projections and, and separations as if, you know, there is no end, there's no turning back. And how often have you heard people talk about, Glenna, their lives, their childhood, as if it was a death sentence? And I would love for you to talk about the fact that it doesn't have to be and that there is a way to clear this out. Because if we're not clearing this out, I know for myself, if I didn't do some of this clearing, and then of course, you know, looking at what you've done to help me as well, here recently, you and I were talking about these unlimited expectations, right? And so I would love to be able to bring on one of our listeners who would like some help getting rid of energy in her relationship. I mean, how perfect is this, right? in calling into mm-hmm. a show like this because some of this is energy not just with a relationship but we may have energy with our bosses that prevent us from being the best we can be right or we may have right. some energy that we don't even know about and it shows up in strange ways let's go to the phones sarah let's go to the phones and uh, who do we have do we have keisha yep we've got uh-huh. keisha keisha welcome to the show Hello? Keisha, can you hear me? Yes, hi, how are you? I'm good, can you hear me okay? Can you hear Glenna? Yes. Hey, um, Keisha, I can hear one person. Oh. Hi, how are you? Good, how can we help you today? Um, Today, I'm calling in because this guy that I really, really care about, mm-hmm. I I want to know what our, our relationship take a bigger step. Okay, but do you want some energy cleared in this? Tell me about the energy that you talked about. Um, I feel like there is some type of energy that's very different mm-hmm. um, from last year, well, mm-hmm. the year before, um, as we got connected. It's okay. like he's drift, yeah, he's like up and down with his emotions. Okay, Glenna can help with this because she Glenna knows the questions to ask. I don't. So you've been with this guy for a while? You've been yes, seeing him? Almost two, October will be two years. Okay, for two years. So you're in relationship. It's not just somebody you want to be in relationship with. That was, I didn't yes. know if you wanted. You're saying that was starting out or something that has yes. been going on yes. for a while. But certain, yes, but technically okay, we're so, not, you know boyfriend and girlfriend, I want to know would it ever reach to that point. Okay, hold on. Let's see what Glenna can do. So you're not boyfriend and girlfriend. You would like to see if that's possible. Okay. Okay, so Truth, would being in a relationship work for you? With him? Yes, eventually. Like, I want to know, like, I'm not wasting my time. I want to know, you know. Okay, so what do you already know? Are you wasting your time, or is this a possibility for your future? I want to. I want to know: Is it a possibility? Because we've spoken about, you know, taking building to it, but now he's like pulls away. He comes back. He pulls away. It's like I really don't know what's going on with him. Well, if 
he's pulling away, is this actually something that's going to work for him or you? That's right. the first question I would ask. And then you're looking right. for if it's light or heavy. Now, the tough thing about this question right now is you have to be brutally honest with yourself. And yeah. you have to yeah. be aware of his energy being be brutally honest with that, too. Now, I can't really yeah. tell right now what that energy is because you have to kind of crack open the window when I ask the question so I can see what, see more about what that sure. is. And sure. That, if, I, if I went and just told you, oh, yeah, it's going to work out in the future, go for it, that wouldn't be you coming to the awareness. Right. So yeah. what would have relationship in this, with this man work for you? If you looked at the energy of your future in five, ten years, would being in a relationship work for you? Would it create more for you and more possibilities for you? Or does it actually get heavier? Yeah. What does that feel like, though? Does it feel lighter or does it feel heavier when you think about that? Um, it's like a mixture of both. Okay. It's like a mixture okay, of cool. both, yes. Because it's yeah. like I can I can see myself further with him, and I feel like he could as well. He ha it's like he has whatever he's dealing with from the past, and it's like it's stopping him from being fully um, okay. committed to me. Okay, right, right, yeah. and that's and that you're already seeing what's yeah. some of what is possible. That maybe how he shows up. Could that yeah. work for you? Is that going to so work for you? Yeah. So one of the things we can do is all your projections and expectations that you are using and you're putting on this relationship future that you're creating kind of like imaginary because it hasn't happened yet. All right. of the projections and expectations of that, creating the judgment, rejection, and separation of you from you, Anna from him, yeah. and him from you, could we destroy and uncreate everything that is? Yeah. So let's do let's do this. Um, we're going to put you on hold for a minute, Keisha, so that you sure. can listen, because I would like Glenna to do some clearing on this, because what happens sometimes is, you know, here we are in our own mind. This is us. We're in yeah. our own mind. And we're having a conversation with ourselves about somebody else in our life. Now, it goes from our minds now to our heart. Because now we're looking yeah. at behavior. So now we got our minds, our heart. And from the yeah. get-go, there's a, there's a question mark of heaviness here. Because I don't know about you, Keisha, but I am yeah. just not fond of people that think they can come and they can go in my life. And we're not having a conversation about it. And what a crazy game that is to get into. Yep. So nothing about yeah. that feels light to me when you're talking about it. But then yeah, yeah. what I want to do is what Glenna says. Then I want to step up and I want to rationalize it. I want to say, oh, Patty's mom killed herself at age six. Oh, and you know what? Then it's not about you anymore. Then we get to create stories and projections and now a whole new set of expectations, right? And the person yeah. hasn't even talked to us. So what I'd like for Glenda to do is, you know, we're going to kind of put you on hold here for a minute. And I would sure. like Glenda to clear this out because what you just shared, we all do. If we don't have the information, we will create the story. What do you think, Glenda? Want to get a little clearing on that? Yeah, yeah. So everything that I just brought, all the projections and expectations of the story that you're putting on this whole thing and the future stories you're putting on it, the creating the judgment, separation, and rejection of you, could you destroy and create all of that? Just say yes. yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nice shorts, boys and beyond. Yeah, and then this question of will it work for you and what would my future look like in this, 
be like in in five years if I chose this is a really great question for you to start seeing what's actually true for you. Get rid of some of the stories that are in place. And then once you get yes, it would be lighter, or no, it wouldn't, you can go from there. But until you have clarity around that, yep. you're not going to be able to choose from a place of awareness for you and consciousness of what would actually work for you or for him. You know, and maybe this relationship could be totally different than you ever imagined. But if it didn't look like anything in this reality, I mean, you have some kind of a friendship right now. What else is possible you never even considered? Yeah, and that's where you are. And so, you know, for for people listening to the show, this is really perfect for what we're talking about today. Because isn't that what expectations really are? Isn't that us coming up with some invisible concoction of something that we may or may not even want to see. You know, it's interesting to talk about this with you because, you know, what is a projection really? What is an expectation? Are we really wanting and expecting that for the person, Glenna? Or are we really wanting and expecting it for ourselves? Yeah, it's both. And it's all kind of made up and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's our thing. Like, we're, you know, you meet someone and you like him and then you start projecting about what your kids would look like if you had babies. And you guys haven't even got on a date. You know, we do crazy stuff. Um, yeah. 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 Let's do this. We've got somebody calling in, want to talk about her relationship with her mom. And I know we've got a couple of minutes. Sarah, who do we have calling in from Issaquah? Oops, sorry about that. From Issaquah, we have Emily online too. She's got a relationship with her parents that she'd love to hear some information from you guys about. Oh my gosh. We got okay. a few minutes. Let's see if we can do it. Emily, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Pat and Glenna. Um, so I'm 32 years old. I'll be married a year in October. My husband and I just relocated back to Seattle. We're living with my parents in a transition. And it's not so much projections and expectations, but I think resonant energy for my childhood around depression and self-sabotage and procrastination. And those habits mm-hmm. I saw in my family are obviously coming up now that we're living here. And I'm just trying to break through that. Okay, so that so your husband ha- seeing the, these these judgments that you're talking about is that what's going on, or they're coming um, up with your parents, or you're just yeah. perceiving them yourself? They're just getting you. Um, I think it's, I think it's just being around that energy of what what was in your family. So maybe it, it is. Um, I don't think they okay. wanted that. You know. Yeah. Okay. So first question is, what if all of your parents' point of views <laughs> are just an interesting point of view? You didn't have to buy them as real. And then I'm going to clear something we call causal incarceration, which is where which um, where we've been incarcerated in these points of views about our family, about what creates what and what affects what. And if we do this, this other thing's going to happen. And if they see this, we're going to react in a certain way, and we're almost incarcerated in that. So all the causal incarcerations you have with your family and all the projection and expectations that you have been put on you that you would show up that way that are creating the judgment, separation, and rejections of you, your husband, and your family. Can we just mm-hmm. run and create all of that? Yeah. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pox, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. And another great tool you can use if your parents are saying stuff like this is just tell them they're right. You're right. I am a procrastinator. Yeah. I'm not very good at this. You know, so you don't have to go into the argument and defend yourself. Just go, right. okay, yeah, you're right about that. That's right. awesome. Oops. <laughs> Doing that procrastination thing you said I do all the time. What else could I do? You know, but don't fight them on it. And you'll find that it goes away really easily. It's yeah. whether you'd rather be right and fight them or rather be free. 
Yeah, because the fighting actually creates a new energy. I don't know if you know that. The fighting, right, Glenna? That now we got a mm -hmm. new energy. Now we got the fight. Yeah, and you're defending yourself, and you're putting up barriers to it instead of allowing them to have their point of view. Just an interesting point of view. You're right, Mom. I do this and I do that without having energy on it, and it will often just stop them in the tracks. And they'll go, oh, no, honey, you're not really that bad. Yes, you're blah, blah, blah. (laughs) This other thing about you is great. It's funny what shows up when you do that, when you tell someone they're right when they're judging you. Right. It allows you to get rid of the energy. It doesn't stick you. It takes a little muscle. You have to be, you know, really create a lot of space in your universe before you say it so you don't sound like you're being sarcastic because um, you have to sound mm-hmm. like you mean it. Right. And it dissipates the energy, and that fighting can go away. Yeah. First time what I, I would like it, to do, I, I know we're, we're kind of short of time. Yeah. I would love for you to connect with Glenna one-on-one. And and really get some work around this as well, since, you know, you're sensing this and you've come back here. Glenna, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you directly if they want to work with you one-on-one? Um, my email, emailing me, Glenna um, at GlennaRice.com is the best way to reach me. And you can just say something in the subject. Um, Great. I heard you on the Dr. Pat show. I will open up that email in a second see what you say. I'd love any feedback. You can always email Glenna at GlennaRice.com. Yes, and go to the website, glennarise.com. What a great show, yeah. Glenna. I mean, yeah. and I absolutely know that we are on a topic which so many people want freedom, really, as a choice. Yeah. Thank you so much for today. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? <laughs> About 400 of them just showed up. Yeah. What else is possible? What else is possible you've never considered? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Glenna Rice, everybody. I want to thank all the listeners for tuning us in, turning us on. I want to thank all of you out there in the world that pay it forward. And what you've heard today can help somebody beyond anything you can even imagine. Remember, GlennaRice.com, TransformationTalkRadio.com. Sarah, thank you for hitting all the right buttons. Thank you all. We'll see you next time. 